Welcome to Happy Times and Places, a positively inclined Doctor Who commentary podcast in which I, Toby Haydock, get a special guest to choose a story, to choose their favourite thing for each episode, then I have to watch and guess what that favourite thing is. Hello, I'm Imad Fatlan, and uh, I have been a fan of Doctor Who since the 30th of November 1963, when I saw the repeat of Unearthly Child. I was interested uh, in joining the Doctor Who fandom, and I was in the Doctor Who fan club when Keith Miller ran it, and then I joined Dwas, and for a couple of years, I was in charge of the writer's pool in Dwas, and I did interviews with various people, and um, I interviewed people uh, via um, letters, um, for the TARDIS magazine. I was delighted to be asked to contribute to the new look TARDIS that the Dwas are doing. And I have written for a couple of the TARDIS yearbooks as well, or the Doctor Who Appreciation Society yearbooks. Now, the story I have chosen is the Dalek Master Plan. I chose that because it was partly written by my favourite Doctor Who writer, Terry Nation. And I particularly liked his uh, serial, Keys of Marnas, which is my all-time favourite Doctor Who story, and The Chase, and Dalek Master Plan. Now, all these three serials have in common is they don't stay in the same place in time and space. They move to different locations. And I've always enjoyed stories that have done just that. So, we come to Dalek Master Plan. And we go through the episodes, and I'll tell you what I particularly like about them. Well, welcome, everybody. It's been three months. Uh, Not for me, or for you, actually, because uh, we do this on more than a weekly basis. But uh, it still feels like uh, it's been a bit of an epic. Um, So I can only imagine what it was like for for the... kids at home and I guess that's where the sort of globe trotting and planet trotting and time trotting uh comes into it because you know those bits where I felt it's it's slightly dipped for me because I've wanted the story to get back to the main story actually to maintain a viewer's interest over three months you need a change of locale and personnel etc 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 so um you know I'm aware that some of my um criticisms what's the wrong word but some of my laments about uh, aspects of 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 this which have only been in comparison to the, the you know the, the wonderful bits about it that i adore um uh, you know are, are practical necessities because you're telling a story the same story with the same leads over three months i mean you know what a trek through time and space and it's about to come to the end with the destruction of time the end of the longest running doctor who story uh you know when i first discovered doctor who and 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 all of its history this was the big one uh, and it wasn't uh, eclipsed until trial of a time lord but i'd been a fan for quite a while then um, and even then that was broken up into different segments but still uh uh however you count it this still this still counts as uh as something pretty huge and let's uh see what happens in the end as we go uh three two 
one and play um i must actually uh i must read something from um <laughs> one of uh, one of uh, the subscribers to patreon patreon which i uh I don't plug often during the body of this because I I, I don't like to uh, 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 you know I I I I don't want to fill this with plugs but um, but the Patreon is a thing and people when these are released can comment on them uh, on the old uh, on the old Patreon and uh, uh, as I'm recording this I've already released for the patrons uh, the first first couple of episodes. Um, I know, almost live. And uh, Frank Shales, hello Frank, who replies to quite a quite a few things. He's very very involved, uh, which is great. Um, says because uh, um, I was talking about how the names change and even the spelling of Marvik Chen, but it, particularly things like Lisanne and Roald and Brett Vian, uh, you know, came from being Lisa and Ronald and Brett Walton. Uh, that's some superb Dalek action there in the uh, in the uh, reconstruction. Actual moving Daleks and the time destructor and a moving door. I am loving this loose cannon reconstruction, which is you know making this come alive much more than one could reasonably expect. Um, but Frank says uh, from contemporary correspondence about the futurization of the character names as reproduced in the Harris Stammers Walker First Doctor Handbook, an excellent book to. Uh, invoke we can clearly thank campfield's persistence for the success of blake seven which lest we forget was written by uh, terry nation uh, and <laughs> says can you imagine heroes and villains like roger blake derek tarrant jenny stannis and charles travis <laughs> um yeah <laughs> roger blake and derek tarrant but that's 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 pretty much what they would have been called had somebody on a Terry Nation production, namely the brilliant director of this, Douglas Canfield, not gone. Do you really, do you really want to call your characters Ronald and Lisa? Um, uh, now, I, I'm not seriously suggesting one thing led to another, but actually, why not? Why not? But I, I like, uh, I like Frank's uh, suggestion uh, that tickled me. Um, and that's one of the things you can do if you are a patron. But as I say, I'll, I'll save the plugs till afterwards. This is, this is um, poor old Marvik Chen. Um, I've never got to the bottom of him because 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 one of the first things we read about this was uh, was that Kevin Stoney won Villain of the Year or something in the Daily Mail, but I'm not sure we've ever found definitive proof of what it was he did win. And I've been th and, and better people than I have been through uh, newspaper archives. He obviously won something or was cited somewhere, but it's not as easy to find as you would think from the alacrity with which it was reported when Doctor Who's history first started to be written uh i could be wrong on that but i th i think it's one of those things you go oh yeah and he did this and then you look into it and go oh actually did what did he uh we can't quite find that um i i, I have to say i don't tend to spend my time swimming in the uh, the, the 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 sewage of the daily mail's past uh and, and, and uh i mean frankly he's an evil uh unpleasant duplicitous megalomaniac i not, not sure he'd count as a villain in uh, in, in 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 the uh, worldview of the Daily Mail, but there we go. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I try not. To. It's a cheap shot that, but um, it's uh, 
it, it, it is a it is an organ that saddens me um the the, the daily mail uh, let's not talk about anyway let's yeah you can make your own jokes um he's uh he's uh oh he's uh poor old marvik chen is 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 clinging to the precipice by his fingertips and 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 i kind of love what they do here there's we've got the real the the the, the little notes there that said on the screen you know that the dalek communicates silently with with central control and i think they do a bit of whispering here don't they where yeah so what they, they're telling him that yeah you're, you're to escort the prisoners but i'm sure they whisper at each other now and, and and again they're sort of they're toying with him it's brilliant because it makes no difference they have all the time in the world they don't need to wipe him out uh they don't need to bother killing him now do they whisper now but we are still to assist i love it when the daleks are cunning uh and it's it's a thing that the, the, the Daleks I was brought up with didn't kind of do and it's one of the great joys of discovering 60s sort of Daleks was that when you sort of thought well they'll just be like the Daleks that, that I know the Daleks don't ever change do they and then you discover uh, you know the, these sneaky ones here and they're brilliant in these last two episodes and then the David Whittaker Daleks you know the I am your servant and the, uh, and, 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 and the ones that scream when they die all sorts of things that didn't really happen to 70s or 80s Daleks uh, and it's again it just shows the joy of discovering uh, things and depths and nuances and little bits of texture to things that you think you know everything about because the daleks are pretty on the nose they do what they do but actually no and and that the the gun is covering him and i love this it's so you almost feel sorry for marvik chen uh because actually they are they are so sort of deliberately cruel um and they let him do it and they let him have it and it's the yeah it's impassively it just watches him and it doesn't say a word and it's brilliant because he takes the silence as being yeah you're frightened of me because i'm marvik chen and everybody else including the viewer is going oh this is horrible they're just they're just not even saying anything to him. And he's giving the Dalek orders and it doesn't move. I think that's genius. I think that's really unsettling and really horrible. Um, and could we it's difficult because there's a couple of things that could be my favourite. So I'm, this, I'm making a mental note here because I absolutely love this because you know Chen's going to die. You know, you know Chen's story is going to come to an end. And, and you're almost sort of disappointed at that prospect because he's been such a good figure. And there's not an awful yacht you can do. There aren't many characters left. It's the Daleks, Chen, and the Talis regulars. So, you know, that's you know that that's on the menu for this episode. But you think, so what's he going to do? Is he going to ally himself with Stephen and Sarah? Sometimes that's what happens, isn't it? The baddie the baddie finds their conscience or, or you know or dies doing one last you know one last moment of you know they get, get they get their decency back just before they expire this what they do instead is they just they ignore him so completely 
take away all of his power. And then they just sort of go, don't even kill him in here. Take it. It's, it's sort of like take him out the back and shoot him in the gutter kind of thing. It's utterly brilliant. It's 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 so horribly fitting. I I I, I actually can't think because he's been such a brilliant character. Kevin Stoney is so good. Um, I, I I was almost sort of prepared to sort of go yeah and of course as I say you know when he dies I expect him to die you know I expect him to die and that's so far so predictable but actually and those moments can be a bit of a disappointment but actually this is so thematically uh, spot on and it's so and it's so wretched it's such ignominy for somebody that has spent the whole thing puffed up and it's also brilliant for the Daleks because it shows them at their absolutely most sort of malevolent you know they're they're squatted malevolent and vicious and waspish um and the and this you know this this is the only way that this could end uh, we've, you know, w- 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 you know, it's che- it's it's Chekhov's time destructor. You know, you can't have this thing without it going off. So, you know, and the and 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 the, and the doctor's there and has had to set it off. He's had to, you know, he's had to pull the switch. And 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 actually, that makes uh, uh, that takes great advantage of of or or or. Or sort of just justifies is the wrong word, but 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 emphasizes why his absence up until this point from the beginning of episode eleven has been so important because it's almost like he's abandoned the story until it's time to take it to the worst place it could possibly go, and only Doctor Who can do that. Um, uh, and and you know he sort of called the story's bluff and gone okay you want a story with a time destructor i'm going to i'm going to uh flick the switch and i love the fact that now chen's dead you know the dalek supreme in this is a real character um and all it is is it's a dalek with a different paint job and a slightly different voice but but it's important is such that it actually shows you don't necessarily need a davros or an emperor dalek to to have a dalek that makes a real impact you can just have a dalek but just give them the right things to do and 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 the dalek supreme in this is i think is really really effective from its squawking at chen to the fact that it leaves him in the in the cell last week to the fact that it completely ignores him this week oh it's great great i'm loving these uh Daleks and just in the same way that the you know the coughing Dalek in the chase or the one that's crap at maths in the chase is is you know you sort of go what what were you thinking the fact is then there's never that thing of just going well they're just the guys that go exterminate and shoot people there's always an attempt to try and sort of mix it up a bit and go, so what can we do? And some of them don't work. I don't, you know, I don't think much as I had fun with the chase. I don't think it does the Daleks any favours. This, however, um, this, you know, they're really 
back to their absolute back. And, and and those things I said about you know it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a shame that the way that they treat the delegates. But actually, again, if we were looking from that purely from a Dalek point of view. It's a great way of going, yeah, we've got all these fancy aliens and, and the Daleks have assembled, but they don't need any of them. And if they want to kill them, if they want to experiment on one of them, they want to summarily execute one of them, they will and they can and they're Daleks and they won't think about the consequences. And almost all those questions I was asking about and what happens back on the planet of Trantis or whatever, the Daleks don't give a flying monkeys. Uh, they just go, yeah, they could do what they want and if they come and attack us, we'll kill them. Um, uh, you know... We we only need one Dalek to do it, kind of thing. Um, and, and this is I remember this being really effective when I when I when I listened to uh, to the soundtrack, and I think and I think Hartnell is is great in this, and and you know Sarah's been with us for you know she's undergone a real transformation from the you know. Um, you know monosyllabic curt um uh, uh sort of kit you know emotionless killing machine you know who will do as she's ordered she's almost sort of quite dalek like herself isn't she she does as she's told she dispatches people without second thought um but but through her encounter with uh with the doctor and and with Stephen, you know we, 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 we see the real person underneath. She, she sort of humanises uh, to the extent that, you know, she's, she's a mate of ours now. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and she, you know, keep going. I think anyone that sort of says keep going, you know, don't wait for me. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for all of those. I actually was once playing Call of Duty with someone somewhere and I was really struggling with the controls and I kept getting hit in it. And I, and I just went, oh, just leave me, which of course you couldn't do because it's a computer game. But, you know, it, it, is, a, it is a sort of a, a, a dramatic thing thing that happens when you know you're in states of great peril you know if, if it's just too much if you're too you know wounded or or uh, can't cope anymore you know just you know, go keep going and she says keep going uh and, and it's a race it's literally a race against time this isn't it um and and you know the doctor's holding death in his hands um and the sound is wonderful again let's go back to Brian Hodgson and the, and the, and the, and, the, and the, listen to that 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 wonderful wind, um, and poor old Stephen is kind of, you know, he's been removed from the story and he's as helpless as we are, um, and actually that's 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 really effective. We know that time is running out elsewhere, and it's almost like he's on the other side. He's Kirk on the other side of the glass from Spock, isn't he? He's kind of. Uh, you know, and he bangs the control, and I bet, uh, I bet uh, Peter Purvis did all of that very, very well because he's really good at the intense, dramatic stuff. And you know, it's not that oh, the, the story doesn't know what to do with Stephen. Stephen is there, deliberately impotent. Time is standing still, almost where Stephen is in the safety of the TARDIS, and it's out of control everywhere else. Uh, and this is oh, they've and I think they're very effectively in the. Uh, in the uh, in the recon, used a bit of Hartnell with uh, some of the web on him from the web planet to suggest that he's old. And we've got these brilliant pictures, haven't we, of Sarah uh, on film aging into the actress May Warden, uh, who uh, who is in that very famous um, 
Uh, there's a thing that's shown on New Year's Eve in Germany every year, and I can't remember the name of it now, uh, and it's a sort of comedy short from the UK. And the actress that is in it uh, is Mae Warden, whose other claim to fame is that she's the uncredited old Sarah Kingdom in uh, in uh, the Daleks' Master Plan. She's also in an episode of... Um, uh, Adam Adamant lives, but it's it's a harrowing image as well, you know. And 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 they don't they don't stint on it. If if those photos that we've we've got uh, that are so well used here are anything to believe, you know, it's uh, and you can imagine uh, Camfield would have filmed it well, and Hartnell's there all covered in dust, you know, the effects of the the time winds as it were, uh, and and she's really grimacing, uh, May Warden, and and you can you you know you can and you could hear. Um, you know, in Jean Marsh's performance as well, that we don't know where one one stops and the other the other begins, but it's uh, it seems to be pretty harrowing, and it's a, an, a, a it's a great way of ending the story of of not just the death of somebody, but a pretty visceral and unpleasant and that and and there's something about aging to death that is particularly cruel, and it sort of ties in with what I was talking about about those. Um, those those color photos from so long ago and you think well you know that that moment frozen in time we because we all age but we age very very slowly so it's not as frightening it's it's, it's always a bit scary when you see pictures of yourself suddenly from 20 years ago um uh or or you know um you you you, you see people you knew as young suddenly when they're old it's suddenly oh my god that's a bit oh blimey but you know, time is slightly kinder to us because it it wears away at us incrementally. So to to, to actually have it all condensed into a very short space of time, where you know the young, vital uh, Sarah ages, does that thing that normally happens as a natural uh, process uh, so sort of quickly and devastatingly is 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 brilliant. It's a it's a genius way to end this with the stakes really high and this is you know doctor who in the 60s is often sort of quite quaint and uh um often quite silly when it doesn't mean to be but this is really you know this is aiming high this is aiming to be gut-wrenching you know quite often people die in doctor who and it's but it's just a bit like you know it's just a sort of moment it's a you know it's a, just a sort of dramatic shorthand because people die in these sorts of program this is this is designed to be harrowing and i think from from what we hear of the terrible wretched noises that hartnell makes as he sort of urges stephen back and he's obviously been through the mill it's a brilliant performance from hartnell it's quite horrifying um uh and i think you know i think i think this is a performance from him i would really like to see i think he's been i think he's been excellent in this in this in this story actually um oh Sarah's not there no and 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 yeah and that's the really sort of touching thing that's again the stuff of these sorts of dramas but it's stuff I'm an absolute sucker for you know it's not just that she died it's that she went back for him and helped him and it's that noble sacrifice thing that you know is runs through Doctor Who as a as a thing that 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 it's uh, you know i don't want to get too highfalutin about it but actually the thing about self-sacrifice and and doing the stuff that is not 
necessarily in your interests or about you is as uh, 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 you know a, appropriate uh, a moment of storytelling now as as at any time because I think we I think today's times are quite narcissistic and you occasionally need a reminder that you know you're not the center of the universe as as Sarah Kingdom uh, realized that uh, uh, there was a you know, a lot more at stake than just her and uh, made the ultimate sacrifice and that's terribly moving and inspiring but also gut-wrenching because she she could have survived or, or or well no she couldn't have done but it's it's the actual it's the it's the self-conscious act of sacrifice that is you know is 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 very moving because it's you know to run to run into the storm you know is 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 that you know that's a that's a conscious act of of sacrifice, and then we have the the brilliant thing of the the you know the Daleks uh, uh, turning into to embryos, which again gives a little sneak peek into to the insides of the Dalek, which is always a an exciting thing. But you know this story ends with utter devastation, dust, and Hartnell is great. He's he's so so wretched and Stephen is so so grim it's brilliant um and and i think it really earns that the, the 12 episodes uh, no that they, they don't they are rewarded the 12 episodes that put in a lot of work to, to you know to make an epic story that that director douglas camfield has you know worked three week in week out for three months on the trot let alone the pre-planning um it's it, it i think it's really earned its place as a as an epic uh in doctor who's history as i say i i you know i've not been shy about uh, making certain criticisms of it but actually when you when you take it as a whole and you get to these last two episodes i think in particular which really interesting you don't go for the sort of big you know big grandstanding with loads of characters and uh and, and actually the sort of threat to earth and everything is sort of off off stage in a way uh you know we, we it's 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 you know and this last episode what the cast is the is is the three regulars marvik chen and the daleks uh but and i think it's 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 nice because often doctor who forgets somebody two episodes after they've died the fact that steven goes not just sarah but brett katarina it's a it's a kind of you know it's a it's a list of the dead uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a list of what it's cost us to get here, where everything is reduced to dust. And it, brilliantly, even though the next story is War of God, uh, the, the the massacre is is dour and grim and and brilliant. I love the massacre. Um, it doesn't go. Oh yeah, we need a cliffhanger to make people come back next week as Doctor Who. You know, was par for the course of Doctor Who of this time. Instead, it went. No, no, no. We stop now. We've. There, there has been enough. Oh, special effects, but special sound effects by the BBC Radiophonics Workshop. Special credit. There's a special credit too for um, production assistant Victor's Retellis, who uh, I know Douglas Camfield felt had had done extra special work. I've I've interviewed Vicky. Lives in Australia. Um, uh, one of the few people to work to Doctor Who and Home and Away. I know there's there's others, but. Uh, but uh, he's he's one he directed Home and Away and never directed Doctor Who, but did direct uh, 
uh, Blake Seven and Secret Army. Uh, but Vic is a, 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 a spiky and uh, interesting guy. I like him. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I literally just sort of sent a message out of the blue to him. Uh, and to my surprise, got a yes and had a lovely Skype call. Um, I was I didn't really know what I was doing when I was interviewing people. Then I, I sort of when I think should I I should really revisit Vic and chat to him again. Um, but oh, so few hours in the day. Um, but uh, oh, th- that was really good. That was really good. Um, and I think yeah yeah it it's it's payoff rose to the occasion. Uh, I think that's a brilliant episode of Doctor Who. Um, I think those last two episodes are, 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 are really special. Uh, so what am I going to... Ch- I'm really torn. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling a bit Natalie and Bruglia. I think... Was she in Home and Away? Or was she... No, I think she was Neighbours. Um, but um, I think Natalie's there lying naked on the floor going... <laughs> Is it the way that the Daleks ignore... A totally blank Marvik Chen, which I really think, because it's so unexpected, because it's so unusual, and yet it's so right. I I love it. I could I could sing songs about that, um, but also there is the the destruction of time sequence, much of which we can only imagine. Sure, but we know that Sarah's aging was done on film, so you know, there's that that's that's that they're going to have had the the chance to make that really good. Um, we know from the photos that, you know, May Warden, you know, is, is you know, looks looks like she's really struggling and, and is old, is visibly old. You know, it's not there's no crap makeup there or anything like that. It's just Sarah is reduced to, to being an old lady. And, and we know that Jean Marsh has to go through the mill prior to that because we can we can you know, we can discern that from the from the soundtrack. And, and and Hartnell's reaction and that scream he gives that, uh, that wretched noise that he gives uh, as he sort of urges Stephen back into the TARDIS Hartnell's brilliant oh and, and and the fact that you know it's the end of the story they unleash the destruction of time and everything is left as just dust it's a brilliant ending it's so good oh because of course I've got to do the bonus thing as well but the bonus thing is not usually two things from the same episode. The bonus thing is usually a sort of overarching thing. And, you know, something like Douglas Camfield, who I think really deserves, really deserves a nod for his uh, work, you know, for his, for the, for the, for the sheer scale and ambition of what he does and the fact that, you know, in those episodes that we've got, even by episode 10, when he must have been knackered, he's got that, you know, fade from the 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 the, the, the sun to the Daleks dome, that, that, that segue, that, that vision mixing, that, that he's still being so visually ambitious and clever. Um, and I love the delegates, you know, they're, they're a thing too. Oh, so what am I going to choose? And should I should I play the game a little bit? Surely Ian will choose the destruction of time and the death of Sarah. I'm sure that terrified him as a as a child and has stayed with him. Uh, 
Hmm. Oh. Or should I just be true to my heart? I think the ending is great, but I I keep being drawn to the to the Daleks just ignoring Marvik Chen and then just taking him out, killing him, because I think that that as I said, well, I look, I I said what I think it said about him and what it said about the Daleks. That's my thing from episode twelve. But then I will also choose as my bonus thing the ending, which has the destruction of time, the death of Sarah. And just the way that it ends and the fact that it doesn't lead into the next story. So I hope by implication, you know, D- Douglas Camfield takes credit for most of the, th- many of the things that I've chosen. Um, but it just seems quite simplistic to choose the director. Uh, and I know there'll be times, I'm sure, when I choose Douglas Camfield again. And it doesn't really matter, does it? This is just a, this is, I'm there going, but history needs to record that. No, it doesn't. It's, this is just a, 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 a nobody talking on a podcast. I don't, I don't need to worry about whether the, uh, the keepers of the Douglas Camfield archival ledger uh, in the great history of the universe uh, notes whether Toby Haydock's time travels uh, gave him due credit. Uh, nobody cares apart from me at this stage because I'm sure you've lost the will to live by now as well. So with a salute to Douglas Camfield um, and, and uh, various different hand gestures and ways of walking to the delegates i'm going to choose for this episode the way that the daleks ignore marvik chen because uh, it's brilliant and then for the for the bonus thing i'm yeah the end the destruction of time um and just yeah that the, the, you know the culmination of the epic what has ian chosen and then we have the doctor returning for episode 12 and the destruction of time. I remember watching that episode very much, and uh, the scene there, which I would, would obviously that I um, remember but most, is Sarah Kingdom aging to death. I didn't realise that it was quite like Roger Haggard's um, she, but uh, it was quite horrific. The Doctor was affected by the time destructor as well. And maybe that caused later on his uh, his regeneration, his first regeneration. But Sarah dying was a shock. She had more or less um, from killing her brother, which was shocking uh, to start with, to becoming a real uh, good companion. Uh, there was a good relationship between Stephen and Sarah. They could imagine they would be a team. They could go on to have more adventures, but it didn't happen that way. Sarah died, perhaps because she had killed her brother. It was inevitable that she had to die. She couldn't continue uh, as one of the companions in a lead part. It was inevitable. But then after that, um, Sarah aging to death was the comment, what a waste, said the doctor. What a terrible waste which is a really good message. It's not really um, like some more recent episodes. Um, you, they're making a really good point that war or plotting war or selfishness or greed, which was behind the Dalek master plan, was 
a waste. War is always a waste, a terrible waste. And it's it's not surprising that that was a story that uh, was um, partly written by Terry Nation. So the cost, uh, as Stephen said, Sarah, Katerina, Brett, all these deaths, these people he cared about, all had to die to stop the Daleks. So, either Sarah Kingdom aging to death, or the final statement from the Doctor, the cost of defeating the Daleks in the Daleks' master plan. It's a Doctor Who story which has everything. It's got adventure, it's got scares, it's got thrills, it's got excitement, it's got a little bit of comedy as well, it's got takes you to unusual places. And it ends not from the way it started, because there's just the Doctor and Stephen now at the end of Master Plan. And uh, there is no other companions. And it was a few episodes on that they had the another companion who was Dodo. But she didn't last long, sadly, as well. So, season three of Doctor Who. Brilliant in every way. Yeah, and I've got another video from Ian because I know he 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 he, uh, uh, he forgot to do the bonus, so so that's on another video. But I, so while I find that, uh, I will concur. I think season three of Doctor Who is brilliant. I think I know John Wiles was not an easy fit for Doctor Who, but actually I think the 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 the, the darkness uh, and I mean there's comedy in 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 Wiles Who as well, and it's of the Donald Cotton variety, which I adore. But the 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 the, the ambition that it has to to, to uh um to sort of play with the, the 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 sort of philosophical aspects of the show and 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 to and to tell sort of quite gutsy stories um is is i think under undervalued because you you know the way that we tell the the, the story of season 3 is that it's 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 tonally a bit all over the shop um and and we know that wiles you know, didn't like Hartnell and and vice versa, but I actually think that the stories are are ambitious, uh, occasionally dour, but you know, definitely, definitely moving and gutsy, and very emotional at times. And I've I've loved watching the Daleks Master Plan as as tw- as twelve episodes. I was quite disappointed when I first saw episodes five and ten because viewed sort of on their own, you know, they aren't one especially representative. Um, until you don't get it in context. I so envy Ian, because when I came to the Daleks Master Plan, Katerina and Sarah were dead. When Ian came to the Daleks Master Plan, Katerina had only just joined and he'd never, you'd never met Sarah. And as he said there, you, you, know, you met her and she killed her brother and then you got to know her and that sort of lulls you into a, uh, oh, okay, well, she's, you know, she's thawed and she's become a friend of ours and we've almost forgotten that she killed her brother. And now what? Now she's dead? Um, and yeah, that, that line of the doctors at the end, what a waste, is, is, is wonderful. I, and, and what's been a real joy for me of this is because it's been such a, a long one, I've been posting up on, on my Patreon um, the, the, the earlier episodes before recording these and it's been such a joy that uh, the people on, on, on Patreon have been sort of commenting with 
so favorably on on Ian's contribution that that what a valuable insight it is to from you know from these these earliest of fans um giving us their memories of what it was like watching these stories at the time before we knew that doctor who was a time lord before there was color before doctor who was you know was more than four years old uh and i i i do i envy ian i mean i love the way that i discovered doctor who piecemeal and you know i remember when i first discovered about the daleks master plan was reading about this 12 part amazing epic what with a prologue and and two companions dying it and that was that was thrilling reading about all of those and imagining them and and hopefully getting to see them one day and i still have that desire you know i still discovered it piecemeal a couple of episodes an episode well a couple of episodes then some clips from missing episodes and then a missing episode turning up and then listening to the soundtrack or did i listen to the soundtrack first but do you know what i mean it's and, and still there's a chance that some more footage might turn up or an episode might turn up or there'll be photos of the delegates say even from episode three where we don't even know we assume, i'm guessing now from from what i've sort of dug around watching this now and i think my assumptions are correct but that hadn't occurred to me before i started doing this so that's that archaeological joy is great and, and it fills me with zeal and I, I it provokes me and makes me excited and I love that discovery but I also know that I, I slightly missed out by not being born you know 12 13 years old. would I exchange it for being a bit older ah who knows uh, <laughs> um, and those are the games that time plays oh the destructiveness of time so what's Ian uh, chosen for his bonus oh this is an eight minute video what's he got to say for himself hello i'm in ah and uh i have been a fan of doctor who no okay so what he's doing is he's uh he's doing a recap for me because he felt he'd gone on too long well no that i don't and it's given me a, a shorter shorter alternative however what's his bonus thing and what overall would I say, well, it could be that it was uh, unexpected deaths on it. But I would say that what I particularly liked and was special was William Hartnell's performance. In that story, as in all stories, he was absolutely brilliant. He played uh, an alien you could imagine was an alien. He had various, um, you could say, faces. Sometimes he was kind, sometimes he was charming charming sometimes he was very angry with the scene uh with brett um he could be lots of things but you knew there was much lots of mystery to him and the mystery of doctor who is something that i wish they had kept oh ian and like a doctor who fan he can't leave it without just having a little dig at, uh, at the at the at the, uh, the, the, the 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 later manifestations of the show because well, that's the beauty of being a doc two fan is you can always celebrate what you love about it but you always also need to make the point of what you don't like about it too i've adored ian's contribution so his bonus thing and i was looking at an all-encompassing thing uh probably as a more likely thing of the bonus uh and and I should have guessed that he would choose Hartnell, and rightly so. Hartnell's excellent in 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 the story, um, 
And I do like his idea as well that he suggested that actually, because Hartnell gets less and less to do pretty much as his uh, era proceeds from here, that, yeah, he's been he's been a bit, his, his body has been worn a bit thin by the time destructor. And that's why I, you know, I, you can sort of buy that um, if you want to tell the story of Doctor Who on a broad canvas. Um, because because he he's never quite the 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 the, the same again. Uh, he's always needing a rest or a day off or an episode lying down. Um, I've loved Ian's contribution. Uh, I hope he enjoyed doing it. He certainly did it with with zeal. I mean, he's given me uh, nearly forty minutes worth of recorded material uh, because what happened there with that. Uh, uh, with that where he gives his bonus of the Hartnell is he's he's given me a sort of a, a, a truncated version of his likes for each episode in case I just wanted uh, uh, brief excerpts of but but no I much prefer having the whole thing um, but uh, so thanks to Ian you see we we learn wisdom from the elders of our tribe uh, and, and he's a you know he's a smart guy isn't he and insightful and he's what um, what I've what I've got from listening to him is is like the idea of the doctor you know being weakened by the time destruction from here on in uh, the, the the his Ian's observations about the doctor being absent being less is more uh, things like he you know he gives me a fresh perspective on on I knew I didn't know this story particularly well but I you know I kind of knew it enough to know you know what happens in in each episode sort of blow by blow but. But actually, my perspectives on that have really benefited from his observations and his observations that come from a slightly different angle and from a slightly different set of circumstances by which the story was introduced to him and under which he uh, appreciated it. Now, you know, we can both watch it now um, and watch exactly the same renditions of it now, but we come to it from having had different stimuli. Uh, and different and, and our first exposure to it was different which means it will never quite be the same for both of us which is why Doctor Who will never quite be the same even though we're united by our love all of us for this this strange show and we all obviously have a penchant for uh, adventure and humour and imagination and fun we, we are made up of so many different things and Doctor Who is tied up so much with our childhood and how we discovered it first and then how we not only discovered it but then what led us to delve so much deeper into it because we don't just watch Doctor Who. If you're listening to this, you don't watch Doctor Who. You don't just watch Doctor Who. You love Doctor Who so much you'll listen to a tedious old goat wanging on and giving you uh, facts about... Uh, I'm the tedious old goat, not Ian. Uh, facts about, you know, uncredited actors and theories about um, what the two listed extras in episode three are doing and why they might not be doing what it says on a piece of paper that somebody uncovered once and somebody else interpreted another time you know but i you know w w so so we we all we all love this show and are interested in this show and so we will have commonalities um you know everyone i know likes doctor who is 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 somebody that has a great zeal for minutiae um a lot of people i know you know found themselves lost at various times or, or or misunderstood or you know have a have a brain that's not quite equipped to deal with some of the some of the things that everybody else takes in their stride and yet a brain that then can deal with other stuff in quite interesting ways um and you know we're people who are prone to be you know i think and i speak for myself here you know 
sometimes a bit too set in my ways about how I see some things, deeply tedious about others, massively pedantic about others. But it all comes from a from a love and an interest. And, a, and you know, I love uh, Ian's absolute joy. But I noticed that he could, you know, he couldn't resist going. But actually, this is my second favourite story because I prefer the keys of Marinus. And yeah, I love this the mystery that Doc Two had, which I wish I had now. You know, we can't we can't help ourselves. And that's not to that's not to demean Ian doing that because that's exactly how, how I behave about things in the world. I can't. I'm never too far away from. Uh, uh, knocking that half full glass over so that it's so 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 that the emptiness is there for all to see <laughs> um i really i'm so pleased i asked ian i've as i say i've only met him on a small number of occasions but um we wouldn't be here without people like him and our understanding of the show would not be the same and i feel that my understanding of this particular show has been enhanced by his presence uh, throughout the course of these uh, 12 episodes. God love him. Well, thanks to Ian K. McLachlan, uh, one of the, the earliest uh, Doctor Who fans, um, for taking us on that guided tour um, on the Daleks' master plan. An epic, which I've really enjoyed. As I say, even though the journey I've, I've sometimes gone, oh, blah, 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 but actually doing the whole thing as God Terry Nation uh, intended uh, you know you get to that you get to that that payoff and it's it's not a waste oh it's not a waste it's a really good use of your time and I've thoroughly enjoyed that and I hope that you have too oh I don't know what I'm going to do next I was really daunted by doing uh something that was so recon heavy and a story that I, you know, that comparatively I've experienced comparatively less than some of the others. But I'm glad I did that. I hope you enjoyed joining me on the journey uh, and that you don't feel <laughs> and that you don't feel like listening to me has made you age to death. <laughs> Happy times and places, people. Happy times and places. Ta-ta. Well, thanks very much for listening to Happy Times and Places, which is presented by me, Toby Haydock. My special guest for the whole of the Daleks' master plan was the mighty, uber-early fan, Ian K. McLachlan, thanks to him, and to the various patrons who make these podcasts possible, and they include Stephen White, Andrew Wilson, Andrew Willis, Michael Williams, Rich Wiggins, Adam Westwood, Gary Wales, Apollo C. Vermouth, David Trainier, Reynard Toombs, Nick Temple, Neil Tate, Len Stewart, Keith Say, Matt Sawyer, Jim Sankster, John Rivers, Dylan Reese, Richie, Kevin Parker, Jonathan Potter, Keith Pirry, Melvin Pena, Dave Owen, Matthew Newton, Nathan Moore, Stuart Mitchell, Rossi McPhillips, John McClay, David Matthewman, Nathan Martin, Gavin McLean, James Lark, Guy Lambert, Clive Lewis and Ashley Knight. The music is by Dave Gates and the artwork by Dylan Patterson. And if you too would like to be a patron, please go to patreon.com forward slash Toby What can you get there? Oh my goodness. Advance releases, bonus material, exclusive chit chat and pictures of my dog, which I sort of put up as a sort of joke just so there was something that would go up on a Tuesday. 
and they've I think they might actually be more popular than anything involving me. Uh, so there we go. Um, uh, Patreon is a monthly subscription service and you can pay, as I say, as little as three pounds a month. If you sign up for a year, you get a 10 percent discount on even that. Um, but look, I know that times are tough and I know that uh, not everybody can uh, afford uh, to pay for what is essentially free streaming stuff. So I'm very, very grateful to those people who do. Um, I do not have a remotest problem with anybody that listens to this and doesn't. I am just grateful to you for the fact that you listen to this stuff. So look, I'll tell you what's free going to iTunes or to wherever you get your podcasts or even just on Facebook and Twitter and saying nice things about this. But on iTunes, if you give these five stars and some lines of review, that actually improves the algorithms and uh, makes makes this sort of stand out from the crowd a little bit. And it's just helpful because when you put this much effort into something, it's nice to know that people are listening, especially if people are enjoying it. And uh, thanks to all of you who fed back to say that you are. If you are able to uh, throw some cash my way and uh, don't want to do the monthly thing, go to ko-fi.com forward slash Toby Haydock for a one-off donation. <sighs> I really don't like doing all of that stuff. It does sound very sort of graspy, does it? But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an entertainer. I know, I know the evidence is scant, but I have to sing for my supper and I can't sing. So I have to talk about Doctor Who for my supper and I can do that. Whether I do it to any value or not, well, that's the beauty of the modern model, isn't it? Because you can ascribe value to it uh, <laughs> at Patreon or Kofi. And I'll tell you what, if you do like the cut of my jib, um, I talk about other stuff that isn't Doctor Who, especially in my day job as a stand-up comedian where I appear every Tuesday night at Excess Malarkey Comedy Club in Manchester, which I've emceed every Tuesday for the past 24 years. It will be 25 in September 2022. That means we must be doing something right. And we're also online at twitch.tv forward slash excess malarkey on the first Sunday of every month at 8pm for free. I'm doing this on a Saturday night. What else have you been doing with your Saturday night, Toby, seeing as it's now a quarter past one in the morning? Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing with my Saturday night because, you know, it's not all just about doing these blooming podcasts, is it? From the Patreon page and all of that and iTunes. Uh, I've been I've been recording another Doctor Who podcast for somebody else. I've been a guest on a wheezing, groaning sound who uh, whose edition will probably be out um on iTunes well before before this episode is so uh, delve back into the past if you want to hear me talking about the rebos operation uh, on the wheezing groaning sound with the fabulous comedian writer performers uh, Tom Neen and Paul Litchfield and John Rain who do a lovely podcast it's ruder than this one and sometimes it's not exactly celebrating what they're watching they they have interesting tastes uh, they they gave Planet of the Spiders a very easy ride I thought and were unnecessarily mean about the greatest show in the galaxy but wouldn't it be boring if we all had the same opinion uh, and their opinions are always very amusingly put it's called the wheezing groaning sound uh it's as i say much more irreverent uh than than what i do here but um that's that's it's meant to be and uh, they're very very funny guys and they deep down they love doctor who but they're not afraid to take the mickey um so i've kept them in order just a little bit doing the rebus operation tonight and i had a whale of a time hopefully they'll uh, uh, edit down my waffle and make me sound at least uh, reasonable but uh, whatever however bad i am uh, their contributions are always uh, 
uh, funny and cheeky. And uh, if you've not checked out that podcast, well do. A wheezing, groaning sound.